Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office. And this week, I'm going to be talking about teens and money. Now, this is a work in progress. I have a 12 and a half year old and an almost 14 year old. And we are working daily on being responsible with money and having good spending and money habits. So I'm going to share not only success and some things that have worked, but also uh, some failures and some things, stories to uh, guide you on how maybe you can guide your teens and tweens on money issues. So usually, now granted, we've been in like a weird pandemic state for two years. So there was probably a good year of absolutely no shopping except for online. And then I would say in the last year or so, there have been times where I've taken my kids to the mall. You know, we're masked up. They're going from every store, store to store. And I will like sit on the bench like the bag lady and wait for them to be done shopping or need me to come check out. And then I do the check. I'm like, okay, do you need this or do you just want this? Um, And then I will purchase things that are practical and some things that maybe are wants but not needs within reason, right? And I teach them to look at the price tag and say, you know, is this worth $60 to you? The idea of teaching your teens that there is not an unlimited fund when it comes to purchasing is so important and one that is not always taught. So here it goes. My daughter wanted to go to the mall. Uh, She always loves to go to the mall. I do not love to take my daughter to the mall. It always costs a lot of money. And quite frankly, I'm getting too old for shopping. I like to shop online. That's my thing. But anyway... A friend of hers uh, for her 13th birthday was going to the mall and they were going to have a sleepover after. And it just so happens that Jackie needs some spring clothes. Now she wears uniforms for school, which is great, but uh, school year is coming to an end. And really she um, has grown about a foot in the last year. So she doesn't have, besides her sweatpants and bra tops that she wears around the house and hoodie sweatshirts, she needed some spring clothes. So I thought, perfect, this will save me from going to the mall. So we decided to give her $200. Now, I actually upped that when I went to the ATM just before dropping her off at her friend's house. I um, decided to give her an extra $50. So I gave her $250, which is a lot of money, more money than she's ever held on to in her life. The extra 50 was only to be spent if she found school shoes. So with her uniform, she wears like black slides and hers are just trashed. So I told her to spend, you know, no more than $60 on them. But if she found a pair of black flats, that that could be like separate because that was school uniform requirement. So I send, I know it just sounds crazy as I'm saying this. I sent my 13 year old to the mall, the expensive mall with her friend and her friend's parent 
when you would not be supervising the money situation to purchase spring clothing. And well, let's just say it didn't turn out as I expected. I thought for sure that I was like a broken record talking about, you know, what was appropriate to purchase on this mall trip and what was not. And the test would be, can you wear it out to dinner with mom and dad? I thought I was very clear about that because I don't know if any of you experienced this, but it's always a challenge, both kids, a boy and a girl, to get them dressed when we need to go somewhere where sweatpants or like athletic shorts are not appropriate attire. So the struggle is so real that I thought, you know, if that were the test, that we would come out okay. So mall trip happens. She's sleeping over at her friend's house that evening. I did check in with the text and I was like, how did it go? Did you get anything cute? The response back was, I didn't get very much. We're going to have to order some stuff online, right? So I hear that and I think, okay, good. She didn't, you know, spend all the money and I'm going to be getting some change. Wrong. Next day, she comes home around 1130, 12 o'clock from her sleepover. And she's got a couple bags, not many, but I'm like, all right, what'd you get? And the first thing she pulls out are these, like, I don't even know if you can call them shorts. I know, I know that the girls are wearing short things. I allow things shorter than I ever thought I would allow her to wear. But these were like, these weren't even shorts. They looked like underpants, like granny underpants. They were ridiculous. And I catch a glimpse of the price tag and it's like $60, like $59.99 from some like junk tween store. And my heart stopped. I was like, oh my God. I was like, stop showing me stuff for a second. Where is my change? Like that was like the first thing out of my mouth. And she pulls out her wallet and there's like a crumpled up $20 bill, some singles, and then like coins start falling out. And I'm like, oh my God, you spent all that money and there's like nothing to show for it. So I'm like, what else did you get? She got like a pair of platform sandals that are so high. She's going to break her ankle, first of all. Second of all, she has like dress sandals, the exact same color that are perfectly fine and still fit her. Next item, a dress. Again, if you could call it that, it was not really a dress. It was like half a dress and it was a size small. She's definitely not a small, so snug. And the last item, yep, that's right. Four items total for my $250. The last item was a jammy shirt, quote unquote. Basically, it was a loose fitting bra that would never be worn out of the house. And quite frankly, is like inappropriate to even be worn in front of her brother at this age. I just can't even. And that that jammy shirt was $29.99, like a $30 not even a bra. I don't even know what it was. So anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. The point of the story is that here I thought, I mean, we did a whole podcast episode. She is my, and I'm going to link it in the show notes just so like, I don't know, I can kind of eat crow on this because I thought we were in a different spot. So at first when Jackie came home from the mall, I questioned everything. I was like, how did I even do a podcast on money issues? And my kid just went out and blasted through $200, actually $250. Like it was nothing. 
on things that are absolutely not what we discussed in the realm of things to purchase on said mall trip. And I thought, I'm living a lie. I'm teaching people how to teach their kids. And clearly I have not done a good job. And then I remembered this presentation that I went to locally here at the Gross Point Academy. It was an author who wrote The Gift of Failure. Her name was Jessica Leahy. And she was speaking about this book. And I realized that that was one of the best money lessons I could have given her. Now, it did cost me some money, some tiny dresses and silly shoes. But the idea is, I think it actually turned out to be a bigger learning lesson on responsibility and money and spending than a failure. And I will link the um, book. It's called The Gift of Failure. And it doesn't really talk about shopping or money. It's mostly about grades and responsibility. But it was something that I went to when my kids were very little, like toddlers. And it has stuck with me, a lot of the principles. And the concept that I'm referencing here is sometimes the best way to teach your kids to be responsible is to give them enough space to mess up or to fail, right? Because then that's a learning experience if you just never let them step over that line of what is right and wrong, then they'll never learn. So that was a very short version of that book, but I did just want to mention that because it's true with this story. The thing is, I don't think she knew really that she had done something wrong. She was excited to show me the items that she purchased, but it really was a good conversation starter. We really honed in on the concept that, you know, this is not an unlimited budget. This comes out of what I was going to purchase you for spring clothing. That's it. You have one or two pairs of shorts that you can wear. It was an important conversation. Again, she felt remorse. And I don't want to say she wasn't punished. I didn't make her return the items. Um, I thought about that. But I thought the lesson might be better with the idea that we were not going to go online and order a bunch of clothes. I kind of want her to feel that payoff of, hey, I spent $60 on a pair of shorts that, you know, really I'm not going to be able to wear out of the house. Um, She's going to have to wear, you know, stuff that she doesn't like that maybe she has in her closet. And so it's going to be a slow punishment or pain, but one That is an important life lesson. Again, I'm not going to go online and order her another $200 worth of clothes because she didn't allocate correctly. Of course, I will still buy her school shoes. And, you know, we luckily we are in a position to be able to afford these items. But the thing here about giving kids room to fail is it's a safe space now to fail. If she never learned that lesson, graduated from college, and went out on her own, that's when kids get into credit card debt and they continuously spend more than they earn, which let's not even say it's kids or young adults. It's adults. Some some people never really learn how to spend within their means and how to budget. She knew I was unhappy with the purchases, but at the end of the day, I think she was surprised that I was not going to just go online and order her The other items, I know she wanted a pair of white jeans, which are so cute in the spring. Uh, And I may eventually buy her a few more items, but I'm going to let her feel the consequences of 
spending on items that are just not practical. It goes back to the needs versus wants. So did she need another jammy top? Absolutely not. Did she need platform sandals that were like the same nude tan color as another pair of sandals that she already had that were much more practical? Absolutely not. By realizing, I don't even think she realized how much money she spent. You know, she just bought four items and she thought, well, I have change. And she was as shocked as I was when the $20 crumpled up bill came out of her wallet and there was no more money. Again, the lesson here is give kids some space when it's safe. Let them take some responsibility so that they can mess up and learn from their lessons. So the following weekend, she had these same friends sleep over at our house. And the next morning I was going to Target and asked if they would like to come. And they did want to come. And I, you know, I was in the home decor section and the grocery section of Target. And they were in the toy section, apparently, as well as like the clothing and teen tween area. Uh, they checked out and I did notice that her one friend had quite a large bag and I didn't even know that she had money with her because this was not a planned shopping trip. I just happened to need some things from Target. So they had Starbucks in their hands and like I said, a bag of stuff. Jackie did not. I did buy her some shampoo and stuff in my order, but I think again, she had sort of knew that she was in the hot seat from the previous weekend. Anyhow, um, her one friend, who again is 13 and does not play with Barbies, had a huge bag and she was going through the stuff when we got in the car. She had purchased a $36 Barbie doll, bought a Bubba Wubba ball, which I don't know. <laughs> I have I unfortunately have the pleasure of knowing what that is. We had one for like 30 seconds until our dog popped it. They are, they're like in between a bubble and a ball. So all the fun of a ball, but doesn't last, which is just crazy. I don't eat some candy, some snacks, like had purchased chips. I don't know. I know they have snacks in their home. It's just, it was, it was clearly just, my dad gave me a hundred dollars in case he went to the store and I spent it all here at Target. And it hit me that, you know, when given money, kids will take advantage and buy junk. And um, so it's definitely something that I want everyone to practice, obviously, you know, within your means, but whether it's $20 or $100, let your kid make some decisions on purchases and then have a conversation about it because that is the best way for kids to learn again when the stakes are not as high. Okay. So I'm getting more material as I'm recording this podcast. I cannot make this up. I glanced down at my phone that is on silence. It's 11 o'clock at night. Six hours ago, my son got a $50 gift card from my mother for Easter. And now he is texting me that he wants to purchase an item on Amazon with this gift card. There are so many things wrong with this, but I'm going to start with what the item is. I can't even. All right. It's an electric with gel ball blaster, eco-friendly splatter ball water gun, essentially. But instead of shooting water, you're shooting these little tiny beads, which of course you have to purchase, right? So whatever comes with the gun, and then I'll have to buy a refill if the gun lasts that long, because you know this thing is going to break. This is like a whole new level of waste of money. But the point here isn't just that this is junk. There's a couple things that I have learned 
with, again, this work in progress, which is teaching my teen and tween about money, delayed gratification. It's an important thing that many adults don't even have, right? They see something and they immediately want it. It has been a hot six hours since he got this gift card and he needs to spend it. So my immediate answer is no. And even if this item is like the be all end all, he needs to have it. He's going to sit with it for a while. It's going to be in the save for later part of Amazon cart so that he can really think long and hard about if this is how he wants to spend his money. And I understand that it's his money, but I am his parent and he's 12. We're going to sit with it because chances are there are going to be like five other ridiculous things in the next week that he wants to purchase with the gift card. Also, I'm going to remind him of those times where he wants to meet a friend They want a bike ride somewhere, which ultimately ends up in their purchasing a meal between meals, right? I do feed my children. I do let them eat out with friends from time to time, but I have plenty of snacks. So when they want to ride bikes and they end up at Rite Aid purchasing candy or chips or $5 drinks, or speaking of $5 drinks, going to Starbucks, right? Just to do something that requires money. So I'm trying to get them in the habit of saving some money. If they get gifts for holidays, that they can keep that. And I do let them trade in, you know, Amazon gift cards. I will give them cash for them if they would rather have spending money. Recording this, you can tell in the sound of my voice and the experiences that I'm living that this is a continual process. There is no one thing that gets kids to have better money habits, but the big theme here and the message I want to get across is that by teaching them things now, having a budget, right, with their own money and with your money when it comes to certain things. And so important for both children and adults to learn is that delay of gratification. So the item that you want right now may not be what you end up purchasing because you sit with it for a minute and you think about it. One of the best things about financial planning is getting to talk to people about what it is they want in their future. And there's a great quote, don't give up what you want most for what you want now. Think about that for a second. So I will take the kid money lesson, which is, again, what they want most might be something that requires saving up for, right? So whether it's like in my son's case, maybe a video game system or something more expensive, like a laptop or a gaming PC, and eventually it'll be a car. He's only 12, but I'm just saying these are things that he's going to want really, really bad. So don't give that up for a bunch of little water bead guns now. And that is the main concept that I'm trying to teach both my children, that I'm trying to continually reinforce for myself. And then of course, for my clients, when they're thinking about the vacations they want to take in the future, when they're retired, the home they want to live in, when they have grandchildren, and trying to get them to focus on funding those things that they want most out of life by giving up some of the things that they want now. Because that's kind of the society that we're in, right? Where we have access to things like Amazon and any kind of online shopping, and we're constantly being bombarded by ads when we're scrolling. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And as always, 
We really appreciate our listeners. We're so excited about the growth of this podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with others who may also find it helpful. Thank you, JP and Jackie, for giving me real life stories to share with our audience, as well as ways that I am, again, a work in progress with my own children. And thank you for listening. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter, also found on our website.